Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. 50 metres to go, two lengths in front. I'm Thunderstruck, needing to get there. Alligator blood tiring. I'm Thunderstruck over the top, rumbling. and takes the lead but Mr Brightside's challenging Mr Brightside up to Alligator Blood Cascadian late Mr Brightside in front and Mr Brightside has won the mile from Cascadian the inevitable Zaki joined by Animo who looks destiny in the face at the 150 Animo takes the lead from Zaki Alligator Blood on Thunderstruck but it's Animo clear on Thunderstruck late Animo holding on Animo this time for the big A what a from Wicks down the middle, Kingswell Dream at the 100, it's getting desperate, now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top, Ice is too good, but can't beat her. G'day listeners and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. It is Christmas Day, Derby Day, three Group 1s on the card, outstanding racing. Used to be four, but they've uh, chucked one on Champions Day now. Nico and Will, how are we feeling going into Saturday, lads? Good. It's probably the first first time ever I've I've had the Spring Carnival with no sort of school. So I've got, <laughs> got absolutely nothing. I can just focus on form and, and betting and, and everything for four days. And I'll, and I'll be there on track four days so I'm looking forward to it super Nico beautiful um, uh, yeah the last week's been a, a whirlwind of emotions um, we're not going to deep I don't really, I don't really feel like talking about last Saturday to be honest I'm still quite emotional about it all um, probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do and deal with was the like I don't even own the horse but having one of your best mates own bright side and we literally went from high to low within 20 seconds like it was we started celebrating because we thought we'd won and then this old bird in front of us turned around and she goes do you own Romantic Warrior and I just looked at her like what the fuck are you talking about no I don't own Romantic Warrior she says well you haven't won and just Tice's face yeah it was it was very hard um, to deal with but full credit to Romantic Warrior like he's a, he's a superstar but yeah, um, it was definitely hard to take. But um, apart from that, we did have a good day uh, on the wrecks. So then, yeah, obviously we celebrated well into the night. But I will not be on track on Saturday. So, but any uh, any of the fans that are coming up, they can they come and come and deal with you, not me. But I'll be back there Champions Day, hopefully. On to the next one, mate. 
Benny Ascari, thank you very much for coming on. You're one of the big dogs at racing.com, uh, one of the masterminds, and you're an elite tip start. You had a great weekend last week. Yeah, g'day guys. Thanks very much for having me on. It's a pleasure. Um, I've recently discovered the podcast and I'm a big fan, so uh, pleasure to be on. And it was a good week. I actually had no confidence going into um, last Saturday. I didn't really like the meeting much. It's funny how sometimes things can work out, whereas this week I'm, uh, I'm really keen to bet. So hopefully it doesn't go the other way, but sometimes that's the way racing works, isn't it? What goes up must come down. Yeah, absolutely. Quick background check. Um, do you want to just explain in a couple of minutes how you first got into racing and then how you landed the big gig at uh, .com? Yeah, I'll try and keep it as brief as possible, but um, I didn't have any racing sort of family background or any, um, uh, you know, any, any family influence in it. So I had a mate when I was in high school who just enjoyed a punt and liked racing among many other sports. I was like most kids, like footy, cricket, soccer, that sort of stuff. And one day in year 12, um, he was explaining to me why Vinnie Rowe was immoral in Maccabi's second cup. And, you know, <laughs> saying how she had to carry a weight-carrying record and all this kind of stuff. And when she won, I was pretty interested in how she was able to do it and thought, oh, this must be a good horse. We also went to the tab that day and I might have had $2 each way on, um, on fine omens at 50s in the wet. Just completely fluked it. And I thought that was pretty cool. It, uh, um also but yeah from then on it's like most people in racing when you get the bug it sort of it really does it does bite and i was um i just sort of followed mckayvey diva and followed the sport and got into it that way and um as far as working at racing.com uh sort of always since when i got back from traveling and um sort of didn't know what i wanted to do with my life i, I always wanted to work I, I wasn't keen on on a real job so to speak so wanted to work in sport was never going to be good enough to play footy or soccer at the highest level and they're the kind of you know they're a bit jobs for the boys for ex-players so my other passion was racing so went and did a journalism degree and um you know sort of did a bit of producing at rsn when get on first started did a bit of work there and um did some work for racing victoria and their media team and eventually sort of that grew into as a journalist and racing.com started and i was when racing.com started i was there as a journalist and, and sort of um you know, like uh, form analysis has always been the thing I'm most interested in. You know, if I was sitting there writing stories or, or doing anything else, all I really wanted to be doing was trying to find winners. So um, in the end, I'm doing sort of what I love. Yeah, absolutely. It's dream do job, something we uh, all aspire to for sure. Let's get into the card. The way we're going to do it is we're going to uh, deep dive the three group ones then we might go over to Sydney. But first, Benny, any thoughts on the track? Have you had anyone go out there and walk it just yet or was that more of a friday thing no it's more of a friday thing but what are we you know no real excuses weather wise i would think flemington the track should be absolutely perfect you know one thing flemington when the rail is true um it is a more than just about any other track in australia it's it's advantageous for horses off the speed i think it's completely even there's no knock for horses mm. on speed but Unlike most tracks, I suppose, it's not the penalty for getting back that it can be at other tracks. So that would be the only thing I would sort of keep in mind. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we're going to rip in. We're going to start with the Coolmore Stud Stakes, Group 1, 1,200 metres for the three-year-olds. Um, I think it's safe to say that this race has become the feature on Derby Day, um, even though it is called Derby Day. You might as well call it Coolmore Stud Stakes Day because I reckon it's become one of my favourite races and we've got a cracking edition this year. Cylinder is $4.60 uh, favourite from Shinzo, six fifty. 
King's Gambit, $8. Stratton Angel, $9. Step Hardy, $11 off the guineas. I'm Unstoppable, $11. And Osmosis, $11. Um, Benny, any thoughts on, on the map here? We know a lot of the time they do split in two divisions. Sometimes they hunt up the middle together. What are your thoughts around that? Yeah, I didn't have any strong thoughts on the map here. Um, what are we thinking speed-wise? Osmosis of those in the market can probably be there. Butch Cassidy, who's out of the market, is going to be up there. Um, you know, is there anything else that you guys thought? I didn't think Cylinder would be too far away. Did you guys have any strong thoughts for other horses that could be speed influences in the race? Cellui, Snapback, Moravia, yeah. Tis Invincible probably want to be there. Yeah. yeah. So Mexico there, as well. You know, there's a huge field. Um, so much on the line for these three-year-olds. I thought above average tempo. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really have many thoughts on what would be up near the front, but I did have a few thoughts on what might be out the back, sort of Shinzo, King's Gambit. I thought potentially maybe a little bit tricky from, you know, inside draws. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a fair bit of speed for some of those inside draws that might help them. Um, and I did think they'd come up the middle. So I just generally always like horses drawn wider mm. uh, up the straight. Unless there's a wind that's making a significant pattern that favours inside draws or the rail's in a you know an unusual position and, and the inside draws are favoured. Um, I generally like wider draws down the straight. I just think it's historically a better place to be. But off the map, I don't have too many concerns. Um, you know, the huge field. Uh, I, I'd rather be drawn where, sh where Cylinder is than Shinzo, but um, it might not be the end of the world inside draws. Yep. All right, let's have a bet. Who wants to lead us off? I'll kick off. Um, I'm having two bets in the race. I'm a little disappointed because this field looked like, you're just checking through um, acceptances and stuff, it looked like it was going to be a quality sort of bunch of sort of 13 or so horses and there's a few squibbies that have uh, snuck in the field <laughs> late. So I hope they don't cause any disturbance to any of the better bunch here. But um, I have got Shinzo on top. Um, wow. I just think there's a sense of timing... With him here, he's here third up. The more I looked at his Everest run, the more I thought it wasn't as bad as what I initially thought. J-Max jumped on. Down the straight. Big money race. Big money combo. I've just I've just seen this recipe before. We've seen Home Affairs go to an Everest and not quite handle the smoke and then come out and put absolute paid to his... You know, his the horses his own age... I just think there's a sense of timing, and he's here, you know, third up. So I've got him on top narrowly. The only knock is that sort of inside draw, but I do think as long as he's well enough away, I do think that he's there's enough speed drawn down near him that he can sort of tag in and find a position. And, yeah, I'm definitely going to have something on the cylinder. I think if you haven't backed him yet, wait. I think we're going to get closer to $5 plus. Um, yeah, the listeners know my love for this horse. I've been with him... In, ever since day dot. Um, TC's a little bit of a negative. Uh, not that he's a bad jockey, because he is one of the best going around, but I just it's just a weird... weird it's, I just got a bit of a weird feeling about it for some reason. I, I don't know why. Um, but yeah, and my, and my knock on Cylinder is I think he might be close to over the top. Godolphin deep in a preparation is something that I don't necessarily like they, they go so well early in preparations but you just got to trust that 
this has always been his target race, and this is the race that he needs to win for his page. But, um, yeah, I want to bin most of the rest of them. I think Everest form is good form. Um, so, yeah, they're the two bets that I'm having, but I've got Shinzo on top. But, yeah, I'll be having a, a still a good bet on Cylinder, and I think there's the two chances. Nicely done. Benny? Yeah, I, I'm... I think it's a two-horse race. It, you know, that's being a little bit harsh, but I'm with the same two. They're the two that come out of the proper race. Um, yeah, they're the two that have been tested in in high pressure, and, um, and to an extent, both of them stood up. Yes, Cylinder had a lovely run, but he ran really well there. I was surprised by how well he went in the Everest. Um, career peak performance, drawn the right side, tactically versatile. He's just hard to knock. Um, he is Godolphin deep into a prep, and... There is that little question of whether he's over the top, but he's got the best form in the race. He had the measure of Shinzo last time out, albeit with the right run. Um, but I think he's deservedly favourite at the starting point in the race. And I agree with, with Nico that there's some great timing about Shinzo. Um, he's the one, complete forgive, first up, Golden Rose. I just don't think it was the right uh, setup for him. Then he got back. He was actually among the fastest late in the Everest and and ran really well from, from where he settled. And third up, he might be set to peak coming through that high-pressure race of the Everest. So um, I think either one or two, I don't really have a preference. I'm going to back them both to win the same amount. Um, and if one or two doesn't win, uh, I'll be losing on the race. I could maybe have something to chop uh, King's Gambit. He'd probably be the other half chance just because he's got a big turn of foot on his day. But... I'm inclined to just risk him and just. He's back such one an enigma. Anything not round a bend. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy to risk him. I'm just going to back one and two and um, back him to win the same amount. Huge. You go, but I'll go last. Um, yeah, I was set on the idea that I was trying to get Cylinder beaten because I thought that he was because you hate suited. Him. Yeah, but no, <laughs> I um. I I thought he was suited by the pace in the Everest. I don't think it was a strongly run Everest, and I thought he was maybe lucky to be there but just looking through the field I just just cannot find anything to beat him I think he's the only horse you can really back in the race like a like I'd what love to see what price do you a, want to back him oh, five five fifty I, I think you probably get it on the day and I think that's probably fair enough I, I probably will end up backing him but um I just have I have, honestly I have no idea what the market will grab a hold of to be honest I have absolutely no idea because because it's 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 either cylinder the exposed form and, and it's completely exposed like you're not finding anything the market hasn't but but there's there's just nothing here that that can like really spike I don't think I'll be but shocked I, if I, I, yeah, I'll be shocked if Shinzo is not like proper steamed I just think I've I've just seen this all before it wouldn't surprise mm. to see him really well backed but if they don't back him cylinder's probably the only other thing that they could really I don't think they're going to back anything else outside of the top two they could back King's Gambit but yeah, off the they don't yeah. drop it on drop it on the ground and piss on it honestly <laughs> just, just dead set throwing it away if you're backing him if you're backing Gambit I'm with Cylinder um, I take your point boys that he's fifth up but um, you know if you look at his runs in the vein stakes early in the prep like he started at fifty, and he only just got the job done. So there's every chance they left plenty of meat on the bone. And I think he's still got another big run left in him. It wasn't like the Everest was a gut buster. It was a slowly run race. And I know he got the blessed run, but still, he was only beaten one length, just over, by horses like Think About It, I Wish I Win, 
um, private eye. So that's the A1 form. I love barrier, <coughs> sorry, I love barrier 14 down the straight. And I think we're gonna get a slightly better price because of who's riding. Tim Clark instead of James McDonald. I'm not worried about that booking at all. Um, Shinzo, he can definitely improve. I thought he was just okay last start. He sort of budged around out the back and he ran home with, in some good sectionals, but I'm still not 100% convinced. I think the two that can go really well um, out of the Danehill, actually, Stretton Angel and I'm Unstoppable, are they good enough to win? I'm not sure, but I think they're the big closers. Um, just, just a matter of class if they're going to be good enough. But I do have good opinions of both of those horses, but Cylinder clearly on top for me, and I'm happy to have my $100 straight on the nose on the two. If Stretton Angel wins and I have nothing on, I'm going to have a proper tantrum. <laughs> I've made no money out of Stretton Angel this preparation. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, yeah. um, I'll, I'll have 100, 100 on Cylinder. While we're talking about Stretton Angel, I love how I've had four different best fillies in Australia since the spring started. <laughs> well, it's been a weekly occurrence. Just picking oh, them up. Well, I, wasn't, them I wasn't exactly wrong with Stretton Angel. I can, got it half right. But yeah, I think I think... Um, Skybird's pretty good. Nico, Benny, yeah. before we move on? I'll have 60 Shinzo, 40 Cylinder. Yeah, I'll probably be 60 Cylinder, 40 Shinzo. Just to, my maths is pretty bad, but to win something similar. <laughs> You've anyway. done it right. To I've just gone because I've had a slot. I can't believe you're slot. on Shinzo, Nico. You were the, you what were do the you biggest... mean? I'm back in two horses. <laughs> you were you the biggest be... pro... Pro you should be you should super. be happy. I'm trying to mature as a punter and take the fan engagement out of it. And the one the one time I finally put my head above my heart, <laughs> straight to the slaughter pen, in the bin, Nico, you you're done. You were the biggest advocate for the slipper curse ever a year ago. What's happened to what's happened? Yeah, to but okay, there's just a sense of timing, Ben. You I just put can't your believe head. I, I cannot believe I've backed two horses out of a slipper. I usually just want to bin that. Yeah, those sort of horses every yeah, exactly. year. I, just, I, 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 I am not. I don't think any of them much good this year. So no, they're not. It's a bad year. Stand up. They're just it's the two. They're just the, they're just the two horses that come out of the proper form, not the the, yeah. the shit shit age group form. What happened to exceedance? And yes, yes, yes. That feels like a long time ago. All right, let's move yeah, on to race seven. It is the Derby, twenty five hundred meters Group One for the three year olds as well. Riff Rocket. Well, he went down at a dollar thirty last start. He's two dollar twenty five favorite from Apulia. On the three-week backup, $4. Vidad, $8. Gates, $12. Sunsets, $15. Air Assault, $16. Benny, what's going to put the speed into this race, if anything? Yeah, good question. Now, I'm not doing um, I'm not doing Saturday, so usually I've got my maps in the racing.com website when I load them up doing this kind of thing, so I'm going to have to go off somebody else's. But I thought going forward, they would have to roll the dice on Sunsets to go forward. Um Sacred Eagle will be up there. Uh, what did you guys think? Gold Bullion's probably going to come across. Look, Aerosol. Gold Bullion and Sunsets were maybe the two likely leaders. Aerosol's probably going to be there, so yep. is Verdad. So. I thought Verdad would take a sit this time around. Than yeah, not 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 leading, but he'll be yep. he'll be sort of first five in run. Yeah, they they were probably the three: Sunsets, um, Aerosol, and Gold Bullion. But it is a derby, and something could just take off. So it happens every year. One one thing that normally settles last just takes off and tries to put a bit of speed in the race and just give themselves a chance. But you know, mm. got no idea where it is, but it'll probably happen. What's our thoughts? I, I think Riff Rocket. If they just go an even gallop, control gallop, then he's just going to kick their heads, and he's going to be too good. I know he went down last start, but 
it was just a walkathon. It wasn't grand final day. He still came home in really strong sectionals. And if he sees out 2,500 metres, which he, he might not need to to win this race. We know it is a derby and often they can um, overachieve against their own sex at a distance that's not suitable. I think he's just got panels on these. Yeah, I tend to agree. I think we're betting here. <clears throat> not whether he's better than them, because I think he is just better than them and a lot better than them. I just think we're gambling as to what price do you think's fair about whether he's going to stay or not. So, you know, do you mark him even money because he may stay or he won't? Is it a dollar eighty? You know, is it two fifty, three dollars, four dollars? Like, what's the price for that you think is a fair enough gamble that he's going to? Um, that he's going to stay. Uh, he's got a perfect map, good jockey. The last time he was at Flemington, he beat most of his rivals and just absolutely smashed them. Um, I, you know, I can be really forgiving. It was a stupid SP last time. There was no way he should have been that short. But he also had no hope given the race shape. Um, he, he did more than enough. It was as good as winning. I think probably, you know, like I could mark him sort of even money, being conservative, $1.80 being aggressive, and I th I don't necessarily want to back him at even money, but I think we're going to get 250 260 probably on the day, and he's really backable at that price. That was the way I saw it. Yeah, I, com I completely agree. The way my stupid brain was looking at the race was he probably, if he's even money, he's probably fair in the sense that you're getting into a 50-50 thing because if he stays, he'll win. If he doesn't stay, well, he doesn't win. So, but yeah, I do. I do agree. I do think we're going to get out. He'll, his price will continue to get out a little bit, and um, yeah, if he gets close to that sort of two fifty sort of range, well, yeah, I'm happy to chime in. And that this was... early price is a little bit mythical. Like it's a little bit like the early price cylinder. Same thing, Riff Rocket. So, you know, everyone was two sixty, two seventy initially, some two fifty, and then Sportsbet went up a dollar eighty, and then everybody else just followed and wound the wound him right in. Same thing so, happened. So so brave. <laughs> yeah, just I, I don't know what's happening with that sort of stuff, but um, so we just got to treat some of those Wednesday prices at the moment with some of the favourites with a you know a grain of salt, and this was one of them. So I do think you'll probably. You know, you're going to get at least 240 $250 at some stage. But even back to last start, like, that's not stupid money that makes him start that short. That's that's pro money that's making him... That's not just normal Saturday punters having their 10 and $20 on. Yeah, that's... It's moving that's him into that sort of price. Yeah, yeah that's the syndicates. They're yeah. the same syndicates that, that back Jessup into a dollar fifty yeah. mornings and the other way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, no, that was... And, and they weren't... Even though he was beaten, they weren't really wrong, were they? No, um, no. Even if it was too short. Yeah. Will, you're pretty keen here, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, well, I think it's a similar race to the Coolmore. Like, there's the, the, there's the exposed... Or, I guess, Riff Rocket's not, not, as, not as exposed, I guess, but there's the, the favourite who's he's got the form on the board and everyone can see it, but that you just look... There's nothing you can... I, mean, I think the, the only other horse that has is unexposed and, and can run a big new number is Gates but like there's just nothing here other than Riff Rocket and I think I think he can go again like the the the, the rating he ran two back then the, the, the section was there like there's it's just told me there's more to come and he gets the perfect position in run I think I don't think they'll go that quickly I think he just sits off him and, and J-Mac will just pull out and go when he wants like it's it's I don't think it'd be I just I just can't see anything else running a new figure because like I've got Vedad thirty fours like it should have it should be running in the um 
with the carbine club like it, it, it will, will not stay the the rate so some lots of people are saying the um the vase was like ridiculously run but i, I think the the uh the track the 2000 meter um start played a lot faster than the rest of the on the day so i think it was honestly run but it wasn't it wasn't ridiculous like it wasn't i think that's a really good point and i reckon part of it is not is because when they started from the 2040 start they had two cracks at the wind behind their back so they were in that Mm. the straight was a little bit faster as well as it usually is at most tracks so they got to start with that wind at their back in the faster part of the track and then like we saw in a lot of races that last 600 was really quick so it probably inflated the Cox Plate and the Vars, and those times mm. I reckon are a little bit mythical relative yeah. to the class. Yeah. I can like, actually... Those, those two 2,000 metre races were complete out, outliers on the day. Yep. And, and I think... And I, I just I, I just said this to me, like some people are like backing Vidad because they think, well, he went out way too quick and he was at upside, ridden upside down, which is 100% fair enough if you have that opinion. But I'm just saying like, I don't think that the track raced that quickly and... I don't think they, they went as quickly as, as some people are saying, and he and he just he just didn't stay, and he won't stay twenty five hundred meters. And the is on the backup for the third week in a row. He's so well exposed. So he will stay. He, he's if if Riff Rocket doesn't stay, then he's he's in the box seat to to run over the top of him. But I think um uh, I think Riff Rocket would be the only horse in this race to make it an up to standard or slightly above average um, derby because. If it'll be a, it'll be a bad derby if he doesn't win, but if he wins, it might be an average derby. That's pretty much how I'm looking at it. I think it's a dollar eighty chance. Yeah, I can confirm that from Marty. Like the the straight was a hundred percent firmer than around the other parts of the track, and as Benny was saying, they had a big tailwind. So that is why those two thousand and forty meter races on your punting forms, etc., have rated really highly on terms of the the speed figure. Um, I'm just gonna have a hundred dollars straight on Riff Rocket. Hmm. Yep, same again for me. Don't need to think about it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yep, hundred. Same thing. Um, you know, hopefully we get two fifty, two sixty on the day, and I think it's a good bet. Beautiful. Yeah. Right. The other one, um, four hundred on it, two dollars fifty. Phil. <laughs> the, the, the other one um, is Gates, who's from is a Frankel out of one of the best families, like of all time. Like it's very well related, and it's it's only third up. It's slightly raced. I think it could like run a, a big peak, but it's drawn fourteen. It, and it was the sectionals were were okay. In behind sunsets and riff rocket um but he could just be looking for this this trip and um he could be the one that could really really explode 100 yeah, percent agree it's bad, it's bad podcasting continually agreeing but i think if <laughs> if riff rocket doesn't stay then he's the one over the odds because he he's just completely bred to stay i hate the map because he's probably gonna be dragged back to near last but if Riff Rocket, for whatever reason, doesn't stay, then something has to stay over the top of them. And if is over the top and Vidad doesn't stay, then it just literally just might be left for Gates to just pick up the pieces because if Riff Rocket doesn't stay the 2,500, then, gee, there might not be much there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, agree. Hopefully, um, Al Nolan might even take up the initiative and try and be positive out of the Gates for its backers' Gates. All right, let's move on to race eight. It is the Empire Rose Stakes. Very, very open affair for the for the mares. Six dollars the field. Princess Grace is the equal six dollar favourite with a tissue on tab. Alcohol free, slight drift out, out to six fifty. Hope in your heart seven dollars. Wish all last on the backup, nine dollars, then you're out to life lessons fifteens, Pride of Jenny eighteens. Well, we don't need to worry about speed here, I don't think, because we've got mm. horses like Deny Knowledge, Pride of Jenny, Wish All Lass, all want to be forward. Yeah, this is one I can remember off the top of my head, even though I've been 
starting to work on Tuesday, and I got Tuesday all in my head. That, but we all know what this map's going to be like. Prior to Jenny, deny knowledge, you know, one, two, in whichever order they're going to go quick. Um, Wish Law Lass goes forward. There's a few horses that want to kick up and not be too far away. The likes of Alcohol Free, I think, is not going to be too far away from them. So I would be surprised if this isn't fast, fast, um, genuine test. Yeah. I'm very keen on a tissue here. Um, I just think the setup for her now to explode fourth up is, it's just perfect. She gets a massive gear change here in terms of who's in the saddle. Karen McAvoy to James McDonald. She faced a farcically slowly run race last start in the King Charles. Um, she's going to get tempo on here, which she loves. We know the last time J-Mac paired up with this mare at Flemington, they won the matriarch doing absolute handstands. It was one of the biggest goes you'll ever see in the spring carnival in terms of the market play. Um, and I think you can just forgive that last start, even though she got back a long way and she never really figured in the finish. Her two starts prior to that were really good sectionally. She came home strong late, sort of running the sixth fastest final 400 uh, of the meeting in, in some of those starts. And just J-Mac, barrier eight, speed on. I just think there's so many ticks for her here. Yes, might have loved a little bit more sting out of the ground, but I'm all over her here. I think she gets another big one on the board. It was a tricky race. I think I think the um, it was about eight dollars, almost nine dollars a field for me because you know, there's a couple of middle pinners I, I think that can um, can really take a, a step forward. And one of them who I've backed already is more um, more secrets who who. who who ran um, finished in the was it the Queen of the Turf alongside um, Hope in Your Heart and and the Tissue, and it's third up, it's figures third up and, and fourth up. The last two preparations have been uh, really strong, and and have her in this in this sort of fin- uh, what I think the, the the rating you'll need to win um, in this race is, and, and I think it gets a suck run from I think it'll be three back four back defence. Um, I think it gets a nice enough run. Um, Foxy Frieda is another one that interests me um, third up now out of some um, nice enough sectionals same as more secrets the sectionals they've been taken back from wide barriers I think it draw, drawn inside it can settle a bit more more closer and um, and the other one Shuffle Dancer as well also also Renaissance Woman um, it's 2000 back to 1600 metres but um, I don't I don't I don't hate that either so I'm, I'm against the, the top of the market I think Alcohol Free will, will get out I think our tissue will get out a little bit as well, and and I think I think Princess Grace might end up starting favourite just off the SP, and um, yeah, we, uh, yeah. What else is even in the market? I don't know. Oh, and hope in your heart. I, I half wanted to back, but they've they've really found it last look, in the last sort of twelve hours. Yep, Benny. What are your seven bucks? Yeah, um, yeah. This is pro tip for podcasting: is go first because now. Two people have already mentioned the horses I like in this race, but um, I like a tissue on top. I think she is for all the reasons you outlined. Um, you know, K Mac to J Mac, back to Mare's grade. You know, her and Hope in Your Heart come through the proper form. You know, some of the best horses in the country last time out, so their runs were completely fine. They're well placed against Mare's grade. You know, both of them have got good performances in high pressure races. I think a tissue will particularly love. The, the, the likely high pressure um, so I think she deserves to be favourite I could even mark her more like $5 than the six fifty that's 
that's available. So I think it's a perfect setup for her. If you like her, I think you've got to be winning on hope in your heart. She did beat her last time out, even though I think maybe a tissue's slightly better suited here. Don't love barrier one for hope in your heart, but um, she was really good in the Epsom. Her best form in races like the Doncaster, and yeah, she was terrific in a high-pressure Golden Eagle 12 months ago. So she's good enough, got the class to win. And I had something small, sort of each way, one by four, early at $34 on... Uh, on Will's horse in, in more secrets. It was just way too big of a price. I do think in the Queen of the Turf, last preparation, you hope in your heart should have beaten her by further and a tissue pretty much smashed her. But um, she might be a better horse this time around, more secrets. She's going to get a soft run and the price was wrong either way, even if those other two have her measure. So I'm I'm sort of making best result a tissue um, of winning on hope in your heart and I've had something each way, one by four on on more secrets at $34 is the way I'm playing the race. She's a, she's a, so she's a 16-year-old, oh, sorry, she's a 6-year-old mare, but she's only had the, the 15 or 16 starts, I think. She's a so 16-year-old yeah. mare, 15 starts. Yeah, you know what I mean. And she's Zach Lloyd to Ollie too. At this time of year, that's, you know, like, as good as Zach's going to be, I think it is probably a, a positive. Yeah. Uh, Benny, where do well, you think... Um, poor old Ollie gave a few a saw back map. at Bendigo. <laughs> what, what was that? Sorry, Ben. Where, where did you think Hope in Your Heart got to from Barrier 1? Yeah, I don't like... It's it's not ideal. Uh, probably third... Like, Timmy Clark's is very good at getting them out of the gates, but best case scenario, th- three pairs back, possibly four pairs back. Yeah, She doesn't exactly got... ping him from memory. Nah, she's she's usually slowly away. Yeah. yeah, this race is giving me a few headaches, to be honest. Um, it's just your typical whose turn is it. Um... I take on everything that you've said about a tissue. She probably could come out and and put on a a good display like she has before when J Max jumped back on her. But um, yeah, I don't really have a firm opinion in the race. I like I don't know. There's something in me that wants to see alcohol free come out and win. I don't know. I just think yeah, Gay's been saying that she's just that she's going to be better over further. So. She's got to stand up and do something. So it's got to come sooner or later. She's got too much ability to come over here and keep not winning. She's an interesting week. one. Like, what do you? Her price is that like there's they're they're sitting on the fence. It's like if you back her off anything like her best, and you've got her getting going up, then she should be clear favourite and way yeah. shorter. But if you're backing her off her current form, she's just way under the odds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what that's what you're hanging on to. You're hanging on to that. Now that she's getting out to a mile plus, that she's gonna re- reproduce something like her best. I don't know. She maybe maybe she runs well here again, and they back her up into a matriarch or something like that. I don't she's know. She's already on the backup. That, that's I don't know. She's not gonna go to the matriarch. If she runs to her best, she'll win by five lengths. Yeah. Anyway, so it wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. If where do you take her? Because she, she obviously just needs to get a win under her belt. <laughs> to the breeding barn. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the other point, the other point I forgot to make about a tissue is, I do think she was going a bit better this preparation. Um, the first up run was was rude at a distance well short of her best, twelve hundred meters, mm. which was terrific again behind Espiona, also way short of her best in a setup second up fourteen hundred that that didn't suit at all, and then again last time out the back slowly run race against Gun Wait for Age sixteen hundred meter, you know, the best in the country horses. I thought she did more than enough, so. High pressure, fourth up, sixteen hundred J Mac on. I just think the setup's perfect for her. And, um, seems to be going as well as ever. A couple yeah. other things I to... have, do have to say. 
You can completely put a line through Princess Grace. She is a skunk. I do she looks think like she's just. Hurt. I don't like the way her oh. ratings are going down. This preparation. She's yeah. a pretender. She's a dead set pack chaser. I reckon she runs well against good horses. But when her opportunity is there to win against lesser horses, she doesn't like it. When the going gets tough, she goes missing. She was just suited by the Slytherin races burst. Yeah, she was flattered to be as close to Brightside and and Co. as she was earlier in the prep, I reckon. I think Shuffle Dancer will uh, outrun her price. And and I'm I'm very interested to see how Wishful Us measures up against the big girls. I think she's a horse. Short enough, probably at $9, but uh, Benny, you and I were talking about it the other day. What's the other wild horse? I think she's she's definitely better than... Really, I miss... Yeah, she's a better horse than Cerulean really Miss. Yeah, so. similar profile. I'm happy to get one and two here. Uh, I'm giving Princess Grace none. Um, fifth up, think she could be over the top. 1,600 metres, don't like that. Don't like the fast run race. Don't like Barrier 12. Don't like Jamie Spencer first time. And I'll go free, just way too short. Got the PR last week and I think was lucky to finish as close as what she did to Espiona. Happy to back a tissue, having my $100 straight on. Huge. Benny? Uh, yeah, I didn't even. I forgot we were doing it for this. I didn't even think about it. What's that? 50, 50 a tissue, um, 40 hope in your heart, and then what price is more secrets into? Oh, 23 now. 10 bucks on her. Uh, 40, 40 more secrets, 40 hope in your heart, and 20 shuffle dancer. Rogue, yep. Double. I'll have uh, 15 shuffle dancer. I'll have. <laughs> 35 wish law lass and I'll have 50 tissue alright Benny any any other best or bets around Flemington before we quickly do the golden eagle yeah I was um, I'd liked He-Man in the first but the price is yeah, everyone's found it. it was bizarre this market they put up 440 I thought oh, you've got that wrong took it went again at 420 and then sports bet and I thought the complete hole in the market was influential. Mm. And then Sportsbet put up 280 influential. Everyone went out. And I'm like, I've taken unders, He-Man. Before you know it, it's back, you know, shorter again than the price I took. So he's into, he's been well found. He's, what, 350 now and even shorter at some places. But I, I liked Brave Mead last start. But I do have reservations about him getting 1,600. He might well get it. And he might be the best horse in the race. But he's short enough for me. I think... When you get that PR Caulfield 1400, it's a very different scenario to Flemington 1600 metres. And he goes Zara off yeah, to He-Man Zara on. I think it's huge. Well, that's, the, that's, that's my only query on Brave Mead. And I'm just going to settle something out there because there's been a bit of misinformation spread through the airways that Mark Zara has jumped off Brave Mead. That is certainly not the case. He has been kicked off Brave Mead. <laughs> but regardless, know. it's still Zara. You know, what it, oh, like, well, whether yeah. it's kicked off or it's still oh, Zara yeah. off. Don't, don't, get, on. don't get me wrong. I'm worried that Spencer's going to fall off from the 1 1. Um, <laughs> I don't have any Go faith on, in this bloke. <laughs> Mind you, Benny, yeah, this is... he was outstanding in the Caulfield Cup. Oh, he was. Jeez, he rode a good race. And, yeah. his, and his best mate used the whip too much to beat him. How good. <laughs> yeah. I've got um, I've got influential $14 in that, in that race. <laughs> I just like, how's it? I, uh, I let's pick up the sections. Pick up the sections. Sorry, no, I'll, I'll tell you why. Bucks. No one cares. 
I'll tell you why. No, it's because of Chris Waller's record in the race. That, that's exactly why he is, because he, he's won the, record, the race like 10 times. Anyway, I'm backing Brave Meat around the seventh fastest last 100 of the meeting. To out of a Galileo mare, I think it'll get the perfect run, and I think it'll win. Um, and I'm also backing... Well, that's pretty much it, actually. Oh, sweet. <laughs> um, I've backed Brave Mead. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not thrilled about the jockey change, but I think they might go slow, and he might just have the best turn of foot. Um, sub up to the sixth day I gave out a free bet download the app um, in the Lexus Archer we've backed at the Baskin $6 all in and mostly cloudy at $11 all in wouldn't suggest betting at the prices right now I'd probably lean to mostly cloudy just at the better odds but yeah sports bet just had their market wrong they didn't realise which horses were going to uh, the cup uh, all in and then I'm pretty keen on Zardozzi in the wakeful um, she ran the sixth fastest last 200 of the entire meeting last start I know she got the perfect run there and I know the, the, the map is a lot stickier here but oh, gee, I just don't think she has a lot to beat I think she could win this race in dead set start favourite in the Oaks even though 2000 metres is a question mark for some it's not for me um, she's just on a real upward trajectory she's a filly by Kingman and uh, spoiler alert she's one of my best of the day you go? Yeah, I'll, I'll probably back her like, if, she, if she gets out to like 3 20, 30 I'll probably, I'll probably back her as well well, that could be yep. wishful thinking, Bonner. Uh Anyway, back to race two, buddy. Um, yeah, Benny, you and I are both on the same horses. I think Athabaskan, I'm going to steer the punters into still backing him at the current price. I think he's still one of the better bets on the day. He's had a whole lot of luck since he's come to Victoria. Just none of it's been good. He gets the perfect <laughs> draw here for J-Mac in a must-win race to back up on Tuesday. I don't think he's going to find a better race to win. And he simply should just be better than these. Um, yep. I've had the small save run mostly cloudy and yeah Zardozzi is one of mine we don't need a trumpet the punters should have filled their pockets last start I think she's simply just better than these um, a mix of not being ready and unlucky over suitable trips until last start when she dead set smack them she gets a nice draw here with the best hoop in the country to stamp herself as Oak's favourite one of the better bets I think alright let's move on swiftly Benny. to Sydney Benny, did you have any more? Yeah, I, I, yeah oh, just a couple of other bets I wanted to have at Flemington. Um, I don't want to take the current price triple missile, but um, I did have a little something early at 480 and also at 5 bucks on triple missile. Just He's got a terrific second up record. I think he's going really well this preparation, and he goes J Carter, J Mac. Um, probably not an ideal draw, but that early price was wrong. I reckon he gets right back out now. Uh, so if you're not on at the, the good early price, I think you'll probably get maybe five dollars are you, are you one to refresh the are you refreshing the tab app on a wednesday at midday getting these early uh, prices or? yeah oh the the refreshes the hardcore refreshes are probably too quick for me but i got alerts and um yeah okay uh, i'm doing form usually that day so uh yeah so i i just had uh, some prices set had the form done before the markets went up so got that and the one I the all in bet I've had this week was in the last, and I still think it's a really good bet at the current price. Is here to shock. I took fifteen dollars one by four. Looking at the market now, he's still well. He's just been found today. It was eleven dollars earlier today. Now he's nine dollars. I still think it's a good bet. I, I think he's a six dollar chance. So he wrong race first up. He looked to be absolutely flying going into the first up run. They ran him down the straight, distance short of his best. He was terrific second up. The whole world backed that leak horse that had Tatum Bull on it. And he Devoted. was, yeah. So he was well backed um, behind, outside of that horse, and was sort of fifteens into sevens. There ran really well with giving it nine kilos or something like that. It was a terrific effort. 
went to, you know, he pushed Antino in the Sandown Stakes, made that horse really work to beat him. They gapped third. They ran him in the Turak, and I'm respecting his $11 SP. You know, look at the SP of the winners and some of the other good horses in that race. Market really liked him there. I I sort of got was made to look a bit foolish because I didn't think he'd run 1,600 in the Golden Mile at Bendigo last prep, and uh, he he won, and I made got made to look like an idiot, which you, you do every now and then in this game. But uh, I don't think he's a 1,600-meter horse. I think, he's a, I think 1,400 is perfect distance for him, perfect map. You know, two sets of synthetic hoof filler on the favourite who got the absolute PR in an ordinary race last time. I can poke holes in most of the horses. You've got to just forgive one run for here to shock, but if you do, I think he's a huge price. Yeah. Mm. $15 was sitting there. I, sh- I definitely should have taken it, but I, I didn't. I did say it, but... And anyway, for the punters we, out there that don't know, Tamerlane's got Equicast on. Yeah, yep. both feet. Both front feet. That is cast. Not what you yep. want to see. Literally. <clears throat> Equicast. Let's move on to Sydney. Uh, for the narrative, I sort of hope Ollie runs well anyway. Yeah, in the, in the Damien Oliver. What's he riding? Tamerlane. Val- no, he's riding Valana. Oh, yeah, he's riding Valana, sorry. He's riding Valana. The other get off and watch the toppy. That'd be fitting for him to win the race if he's on it. It's got to be a big chance to found its best. Oh, yeah. absolutely. I just, yeah. don't know, I just don't know if he's going his best at the moment. Yeah. He's very Completely. yo-yo-y, Valana. Benny and I have been in the trenches with him a few times. Yeah. All right. Rose Hill, Rail True, haven't raced there in a while, but I think there's 1 to 10 mils of rain, 90% chance, so that could get 20. They could get 5. Who really knows? It's got me really, really grey, but um, any thoughts on track? We're just going to rip straight into the Golden Eagle. I don't really have that many thoughts, to be honest, but um, we'll go straight to it. 1,500 metres for four-year-olds, obviously. It's worth a gazillion dollars, and uh, Hawaii 5.0 is $4 favourite from Amelia's Jewel, looking to bounce back, 4.20. Legato, $8. Oban Burumai, $10. Hope that's right, the pronunciation of the Jap. <laughs> You've nailed it. Um, <laughs> if you want to hear it pronounced, just go listen to it. Adam Blanco say it. He, uh, he <laughs> nails it. Pericles, $11. Kovalika, $11. Osipanko, $13. Gee, this is hard. Anyone got any opinions? Any, anything of, yeah. The opinion I'd have in this race is, um, and I don't know my Sydney form probably like you guys, but it would be that last year we saw I Wish I Win come produce two massive exertions, sort of like best of the day performances in his first two starts. Went to the Turak, myself included, everyone thought he was a good thing. And he was a bit flat. Now, he bounced back to win a really good edition of the Golden Eagle and, and showed his best you know, um, off that flat run. I think Amelia's Jewel did something similar to terrific efforts. Might have just been a bit flat, being ridden on speed, second up in track record time, chasing prior to Jenny, and then she was just way below her best in the Turak for whatever reason. She could be a huge chance of, of bouncing back. Um, I, don't, I don't know what the rain would do for her if, they did, if it did rain up there, but... Uh, Simon Miller she... said that it's not going to be that much. Like, it would drop a peg might get to a five and a worse sort of situation. Okay, yeah, well, that aside, I think there's a huge chance you can bounce back. I'm not saying anything in saying Hawaii 5 is an obvious key chance coming out of the uh, the Everest, but I don't know. I think if she brings her absolute best, she might be a bit better than what he is. I thought he had the opportunity to do more in the Stradbroke last preparation. Is he a better horse this time around? I think if she had his run in the Stradbroke... At her best, she probably would have won it. Um, 
or maybe not, or at least gone to the line with think about it. You know, he had 49 and a half, and he was there to, to, to do a bit more, I thought. Um, so I'm thinking she can potentially bounce back. Yeah, I'm, I'm of the same opinion, I think. We've sort of seen this recipe all before, just the horse that everyone thought was a moral in the Turak fail and freshen up, drop back 100 metres and, and blow them away in the Golden Eagle. Um, interesting that the shades were always going on and now, after a gallop the other day, Simon and Frosty have decided not to put the shades on so she doesn't get too keen in, in a high-pressure race. But um, Simon's adamant that she's a two or three lengths better horse without the shades on, so... I don't know, it's a bit of a head fuck. I'd rather have not, not even said that information. Because it's We're like, agreeing way too much on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm... Well, I agree. She, her best is, is the best in the race, and if she, and that's ideally what you're doing when you're having a bet. You're backing a horse to go to their best of their ability. So, yep. yeah. I'm on Amelia's jewel. Um, I'm a little bit grey if, if they do get 10 mils, especially during race day, because Simon Miller, I know he's never seen her on it, but... Um, he does say that she, she. He doesn't think that she will go as well on it. If it does rain, it might bring Legato into play a little bit, but I just don't think she's quite as good as Amelia's Jewel. I think Hawaii Five O is definitely short enough, going twelve hundred to fifteen hundred. I'm not even sure if he wants fifteen hundred, so I'm pretty keen Amelia's Jewel. I think Kovalika. No one needs to tell you that he's going to be the big flashing light runner. And Waller's already come out and said he's going to back up into the Champion Stakes next week, which is, is unlike he? him. Um, that'll you know that's another element for that's that race but just whether he gets too far back here um, I'm happy to be on Amelia's jewel right I think that's the deep dives done um, just around the grounds now I've got two for us on Sunday in Hong Kong Shatin race seven number seven we see super sunny Singh go around in the Sasa ladies purse group three 1800 meters um, this horse is a bit of a superstar um, and he was awesome winning last start with the big 60 kilos. That was only a class two, so he comes up a lot in grade, but he drops down to 53.5 kilos. He's drawn out in 10. They'll just go back, and I think he'll round them up. Um, he's a very, very good horse, and when you see some of these horses on the rise in Hong Kong with the big weight advantage, they're, gee, they're usually really, really hard to beat. Um, he is already... He won the 1,800-meter classic race as a three-year-old and then he probably just got too far back and was a little bit unlucky in the derby so i'm pretty keen to back him and then in race nine we see greenwich he's now fourth up uh, what number is he race nine number 12 greenwich he's fourth up he's absolutely ready to go now this looks a pretty weak race last start he led them up and only weakened really really late in the piece he was beaten by lucky encounter who is one of David Hayes' best horses over there right now, one of his most progressive, doesn't face anything of that elk here, and I think he's just going to lead again. Draws barrier three, um, just the perfect setup and perfect barrier. Looks pretty low low race, so hopefully we get... He started eight bucks last start, so if we get $4 in, in a much weaker race, then uh, that looks a good bet. I've got one in WA. Uh, superstar Mayor... Asolfina is back in the... Which race is it? I'll pull it up. It's race eight. She returns in the Asian Bow Stakes. Um, she's a very honest customer. Nine wins from 11 starts. Pike is on, 54 kilos. 
There's been a fair bit of market support early after a draw on barrier two. She's been three forty into two dollars thirty. I expect her only to get shorter. She just looks better than better than these, and I'm sure she's going to go on to the features uh, in the trilogy coming up. Um, so I think yeah, I I could probably see her getting shorter because it's going to be eight o'clock Melbourne time. Punters have either had a good day or a bad day. Just <laughs> Piling into Pikey, but I do think she's a she's a great bet. Yep. Benny, I'm uh, I've already been having an early sort of I've been doing the form trying to get ahead of the game for Cup Day, so I reckon that's going to be a really good betting meeting. But obviously, that's we're way too early to be giving tips for that because we haven't seen markets or anything. But um, they'll well, they'll probably be out uh, Friday, but um. I am doing Kilmore tomorrow for, for racing.com. And oh, here we go. The Friday fill-up section, punters. <laughs> apart from probably the connections and my... I might be the only person in the world that's done the form for this meeting. A few a few robots out there, but uh, it's it's not a strong meeting. I, had a lot uh, I thought good. in race two, Royal Mule, mm. it was good. In a, a what a name run. for a horse. Yeah, Royal I like the Mule. Name. It's um, it should lead. Step up the fourteen hundred, perfect. There's just no opposition when Rolling Rock's second favourite. Um, I you know if getting aggressive on favourites and marking them really short's your thing, then she's probably one um for for you. But it's not necessarily my thing. But I think even money or better is really backable. She's been crushed to a dollar seventy five. Oh, has it? Okay, yeah. I did see even money a couple of hours ago, but. Um, Pisanello in race four should be hard to beat as well. Comes out of a good maiden. Uh, that was the maiden won by the horse that he might have even been a Coolmore horse if he didn't go Shinsaw in um, Pivot, Pivot City. City for Price Kent Jr. Yeah, he's a proper horse. Be really forgiving. His, yeah, be very forgiving of his um, Poseidon run. I thought Pisanello was. I don't know, maybe a bit too much too soon. Headed to the paddock. He's been back. He's been terrific in two Flemington jump-outs. He finds a, a weak maiden, and um, he should be hard to beat. So a couple of shorties, which is not really my thing, but there's just no there's no, um, you know, horses at the type of odds that I usually like to uh, to work around. So those two shorties hopefully can win on Friday. All right, Mark, just twisted. I have a little mug multi. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's I mean, get to the back lay. Play. Oh, oh, you got something, Will? Yeah, Prancing Spirit will start odds on at Race 4, Mooney Valley tomorrow. Race 4, Mooney Valley tomorrow night. The one, Tatum Bulls. Take him straight to the front, please. All right. Black Lay Prey, my best bet comes up in Race 5 at Flemington. The one, Zardozzi. I think there's a good chance we might get close to $3. And at that price, you just bet, I think. Uh, I think she's the clear winner here. And she can go into the Oaks and be one of the horses to beat. Um in terms of a best each way, I thought race three, Flemington, was quite difficult. We've already backed a few horses all in, Rose Quartz, Queen of the Ball, and Lem Picker. Um, so I think Queen of the Ball and Lem Picker, they're still sort of $10 and $14. You could have something small there in what looks a really weak race after Zapateo has come out. And my lay, I'm going to lay Vidad the place in the derby. Huge. Oh, Riff Rocket, my best bet. Um, uh, the the one I said in the Empire Rose, the camera looks name. Yeah, that one. And um, Influential's like got none. And it's like short, so play it. Benny? Yep, I should have gone for, I should have gone ahead of you. Um, <laughs> it's all right. 
Best is is Riff Rocket. Uh, my lay would be take your pick. Influential Princess Grace. I'd rather lay Influential because it's shorter and I think it's a, a, got less chance. So Influential would be my lay. And um, each way, I really like. I think Here to Shock's big overs in the last. So um, I think it's a, a really nice race for him. I'm happy to be with him in the last. Because... Uh, my lay could be Princess Skunk the place. <laughs> my best bet just for something different I'm going to go Athabaskan I think it's D-Day be there or be square J-Mac um, and my value I might go with uh, yeah that other horse that we're back Queen of the Ball um, obviously on Rose Courts and Lem Picker in that race as well but um, yeah I think Queen of the Ball is probably a touch over the odds I'd have her I'd have her shorter than Red Card so the Goats Hey, Will, it's uh, Ollie's final derby day. Ollie, day. Owes, there, Ollie owes me a couple of good rides <laughs> after it, buddy, yesterday. Oh, last ride at Bendigo. Like, guys, come on. <laughs> come on, come on, buy into it. <laughs> All right, a few questions before we wrap up. I'll just uh, read out five or six of the best. Matt Erseg, current best jockey in Australia. Benny, I'll just get you to answer these ones and see your thoughts. Yeah, we. I sort of um, half taking the piss. Have the uh, the Biascari power rankings that we talk about at racing.com, <laughs> and D Lane for me number one. But M Zara's closing the gap at the moment. B Shin's right up there. Um, yeah, so they're the they're the big three for me. Obviously, J yeah, J Mac when he's down here, but he I don't do much Sydney stuff, so I don't know. He's in the combo. But as far as Melbourne goes, and that's where I do all my stuff. It's Lane, Zara, and Shin. Yeah, take your pick. They're all very good. Ryan D says, what horse has given you your best ever result in the Melbourne Cup? Uh, Question without notice. Yeah, mine was um, the Aussie horse with Val and Declare when he won Mm. the the Cup a few years ago. Um, I had something at... It's probably the biggest... I didn't have much on, but I had something at 201 each way, so... Do you mean Il Paradiso? uh, no, the be- no the winner. Oh, Paradiso didn't win. Yeah, oh, no, back- like, yeah, okay. yeah now Val Declare for me. Yeah. Still to this day, I think that is Matt Hill's best ever call. When he slammed the desk, he's done it for Australia, Val Declare. That oh, I thought that was awesome. Um, Max Mini. bite his fucking lip. <laughs> Bot, what was, what's your best? Uh, Roof Rocket. No, in the... No. What was your best oh, result? Oh, you're falling asleep, oh. mate. Well, oh, I've only been... Able... asleep at the wheel thinking about TV. Your best you result. have. Your best no, result. No, I've been... I've only been able to literally bet for two years, so... Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't... I don't know. Good question. Probably Vian Declare for me as well. No. I've, I haven't backed many Melbourne Cup winners, so it's not... <laughs> yeah, me neither. That's a tricky one. Gold trip last year for me. Saves me. Yeah. 26 Max Mini says... Uh, you've got a dinner with two horse racing people and a horse, dead or alive. Ben Ascari, <laughs> who are you bringing to the dinner? <laughs> horse racing people, dead or alive. Gee, that is a good question. Two people and one horse. Are we all going to answer this or just, just Benny? Sure. <laughs> sure. Go for two long. TB's got to be there. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> All right, I'll go first. Go on. I'm I'm bringing Hutchie because he knows how to have a drink. <laughs> bringing Gator because I just think he'd have a he'd have a lot of 
good stories, a nature yep. strip can come. <laughs> nice. Just because he's my favourite horse. Uh, what are we doing here? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I'm bringing, I'm bringing Bart. I'm bringing the goats. I'm bringing TJ Smith. I'm bringing Bart, and I'm bringing File Up. Yeah. <laughs> Vintage. Vintage. Um, and then we'll just read out one more. We've got, we've got Asgari stunned. He's got. Yeah, I'd, I'd need something. I'd need some, uh, some time to think about that. I don't know. It'd be someone from the old, you know, like it'd be like a Bart Cummings or like a, a Bill Waterhouse. Um, so that's, you know they've seen some stuff those those people like they've uh, yeah you know far lap how'd you die mate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happened <laughs> oh. did you get poisoned like what happened that time they tried to shoot you like if he could talk he'd have some good stories <laughs> oh absolutely he would I've tried talking to him at the museum before you don't get a lot from him to be honest <laughs> All right, the last one, CRWD betting. What's a huge indicator in form that makes you want to have a bet? Benny. Oh, just like for me, it's price. Like just trying to take the wrong price. That's the obvious one. Um, my thing, I reckon these days, people are really wedded to whether it be their ratings, whether it be their sectional data, whether it be the replays, whatever, people have sort of like got their one thing. I try to do the opposite and just treat every race like a blank canvas and not be too, um, not too wedded to one thing. But anyway, mm. that doesn't really help because I'm not giving one indicator. Last one, best story on the punt for you, Ben. Um, mine would either be uh, when Danny O'Brien was in, I was doing a Tuesdays with Terry at dot com, and he was talking about that genetic testing with Val and Declare. And um, at the time, he was fifties in the Queensland Derby, saying this thing's like a TT. Usually, they're hurdlers, so if they've got any sharpness, it means they're a good horse. And I was like, well, shit, that Val and Declare you've got ran one at eighteen hundred meters. It might be a horse. So had something at fifties in the Queensland Derby, and he ran second to that. Um, Mr. Quickie. <laughs> Mr. Quickie. Mr. Quickie, um, who was just a thief, um, and then, <laughs> but then he won that Queensland plate at three thousand metres, being the older horses. And as soon as he crossed the line there, I had something each way in the cup, just with Danny's oh. words in my mind. Would you get hundreds? When I was a um, a struggling uni student, I went to Oaks Day on the train one day and had a. Remember the old Tom Waterhouse accounts? I'd found out that I'd got a bonus bet in there that I didn't even know I had because um, they went down on Derby Day. I wasn't betting with them anyway, but got the bonus bet. Put it on a quaddy. Had four in the last, the three favourites, and a horse called It's Prince of... Um, it was actually Dr. Turf's horse, but um, that was beside the point. And it beat one of the other favourites. And the quaddy paid heaps. It was like 50 to 1. And... Um, I think I got the best part of four grand, which for, you know, like I was in massive credit card debt. I'd just been to Europe, had no money, was working like part-time jobs, and it was like it was at the time was absolutely massive. So um, it was it was a big help there. Yeah, that's all right. Let's just gross. keep going, boys. Just keep hunting <laughs> <laughs> responsibly. All right, we'll wrap up there. We've just gone over the hour mark. 
Ben Ascari, thank you very much for your time tonight. And uh, obviously, good luck this weekend and with the rest of the spring. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Um, not doing Derby Day, actually, but I'm doing the other three for Racing.com. We'll be at Kilmore tomorrow. So um, I saw you guys had the, the two units on last week, and uh, Dave Strelaw, Saltz, and I, we're doing analyzer for every single day of the Cup Carnival. So um, Make sure you tune in to .com, punters. Two yeah. absolute sharps. Beautiful. We'll make sure to tune in. Um, just for our faithful, we will be doing a review of Derby Day on Monday, and we'll also give, well, we might even do it Sunday. We'll see how we're going. Uh, we might, we'll give a few tips uh, for the cup. If we do Monday, review, so. I can, I can come in for a little preview at the back end. Sunday, yeah, absolutely. Good. So we'll do, we'll do half review, half preview on the Monday. Uh, we probably won't do much of Oaks Day, and then on Thursday night we'll do a big preview of Champions Day. Good luck this weekend on the punt, guys. See you back here on Monday night.